My coffee lies over the ocean. My coffee lies over the sea. My coffee lies over the ocean. Oh, bring back my coffee to me. Hey, Jay, why do you want your coffee exactly? And, and where is it? Over the ocean? So, like, what, another continent or something? Good questions. Well, I want it because I just woke up. Mm. And yes, it's in another continent. It's actually in Italy. Italy pretty much invented the way we do coffee, you know, whether it's the lingo. I mean, hello, you've heard of the cappuccino, right? Am I crazy here? <laughs> no, no I've, I've heard of it. I'm serious, though. Like, okay, real true story. Um, <clears throat> my aunt recently went to Italy and she told me that ordering coffee there in Italy, it's like a fucking rite of passage or something. Whoa, cool. What did your aunt say about Italy? <laughs> well, she said that ru there's rule number one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do not ask for a non-fat, non-whip, mocha, toka, large, fat, double shot, triple whip, skinny, vanilla, soy latte. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I mention hold the whipped cream on top? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's funny. I mean, my aunt told me that the most Italian coffee orders can be summed up by uttering a single word. Cafe. Cafe. <laughs> I like how that sounds, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you're getting it. A cafe is basically a strong shot of espresso. But my aunt said, if you use the term espresso in, in an Italian coffee bar, you're going to get looks galore. Oh, looks galore? Yep. Looks like you wouldn't believe. Like you belong in a loony bin or something. Good to know. Good to know. I love Italy and I've always wanted to go there. Maybe I'll go there soon. I don't know. Dude. I can hear you right now. <laughs> oh my god, my bad, my my sorry. Hey, it's okay. I mean, you did that on the Megan Keister app too. You're like talking to yourself like that. Are you aware of that tendency of yours, or a little? Damn, is he on to me? Um, um nothing, nothing. No, it's fine. But yeah, um. A macchiato. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I've always wanted to know what a macchiato was. That just sounds straight up fancy. Oh, nice. Well, it is what you and me call um, basically espresso with a dash of steamed milk. Mm, good to know. Good to know. Um, yeah. And lastly, I've always been kind of curious to know what an Americano is. And what is that, my co-host, Jay? Come on. Oh, um, really good question, Matthew. You've been kind of on fire today. Just let me know what it is. Um, yeah, no, an Americano, it's, um, it's an espresso with added hot water, which makes for a slightly longer drink. <laughs> uh, no, hey, get your mind out of the gutter. 
You said what? Longer drink? <laughs> You're making me think of phallic symbols. Please, that's enough. I mean, it lasts longer. It takes time to drink. It lasts longer. <laughs> All right. So what? Like lasting a long while in the sack? No. Ew, it, it just means it has more liquid in it. <laughs> no, hey, don't say it. <laughs> Matthew, you have a dirty mind. Well, what do you expect? I mean, I'm a comedian. Half the shit I think up or come up with has either never been thought of or it has been thought of, but it's so dirty that it's basically like what you'd see in an adult store. An adult toy store. You you know what I mean when I say adult toys, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, I like adult toys. Playing with them both alone and with others. Oh, nice. I, you've never really opened up much about this, actually. Yeah, I've never said a peep until now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but wait, yeah. Before I do open up... Uh, you were still telling me about uh, coffee, I believe. Coffee, coffee. Oh yeah. Um. <clears throat> you know, it's it's funny. I I heard a story about this guy who was at Starbucks. Yeah, he had no smartphone, no tablet. No laptop. And he just sat there drinking his coffee like a complete and utter psychopath. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, yeah. I remember I was telling you about coffee now. Cafe. That would have helped me. <laughs> Cafe. Cafe. <laughs> okay. Okay. And Matthew, real quick. Um, you've heard of a cappuccino before, right? Um, maybe. I know the name, at least. Okay, it's fine if you haven't. I can tell you what it is. Um, okay, so basically a cappuccino is an espresso, what we talked about earlier, but topped with warm, frothy milk with an optional sprinkling of chocolate, Matthew. Yum. Uh, that sounds really fucking tasty, actually. Thanks for mentioning that one. Yeah, it tastes delicious. You're right. Bring back, bring back, oh, bring back my coffee to me, to me. Bring back, bring back, oh, bring back my coffee to me. Damn. Let's just go to Italy at this point. <laughs> yeah. And you and me can get super, just super hyper on coffee and go to the town square and do crazy funny shit like planking. Or- no, we should do a flash mob. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> I can see it now. Like, yeah. Me and you, Jay plus Matthew. Doing a flash mob in some random ass place like Rome or something. <laughs> That'd be so, so, I mean, I could, like, there's no way of getting around it. That would be so fucking funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be weird as shit.
Uh, what song would we use? <laughs> um, maybe something funny like Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, shit. You went there. <laughs> yeah, that would be nuts. Yeah. I mean, really, though, the only thing we got to think about is getting busted. Uh, getting busted? Yeah. You are aware flash mobs are kind of risky now. Like, in the United Kingdom, they stopped flash mobs over concerns for the safety of those and those around. Or, yeah, like, the safety and those and those around them. The safety and those and those around them. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Like, literally, British transport police have urged flash mob organizers to, and I quote, refrain from holding such events at railway stations. You know? They've urged them. Hmm. I hear you. You know, we know someone actually who knows a decent amount about flash mobs. Or at least songs that could be played at flash mobs. Oh, you mean Jerry Paper? Hell yeah, I mean Jerry Paper. (laughs) Hell yeah, the alarm is going off. (laughs) That is a good sign. Yep, goes off when I'm about to see Jerry Paper today. Oh yeah, I forgot about this alarm. I'm really excited to get to know Jerry Paper today. That's right. I like tracks by Jerry Paper. But can I say I really know a hell of a lot about Jerry Paper? Um, no. Exactly. So, yeah. Today we should, like, I don't know, try and ask specific questions. I don't want to leave this interview feeling like I don't know who the hell Jerry Paper is. Aside from some songs I can hum in the mind. I like Jerry's tracks. Their last album, Abracadabra, should be listened to in droves yesterday. Please, come on, just listen to it, you damn listeners, will ya? (laughs) I mean, clearly the listeners already like listening to stuff. (laughs) Come on, don't get get me going on my hands and knees, listeners. I'm begging ya. Hey, where is Jerry, by the way? Ah. Um, what the hell is that? Uh, I think that's a raven. Either way, let's make sure Jerry Paper knows we're ready. Oh, Jerry! Hey, Jerry. Wow. You two really went all out for me with some legitimate royal entrance fanfare right there. And there was like a raven before that. I actually appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us, Jerry Paper. Hey, oh, um, I was actually doing some research to prep for our interview. And um, hey, uh, great job in the boiler room, by the way. You were in that movie. The boiler room? No? Oh, yeah. I was very young when that film came out. Good memory. Ha, 
The movie came out and definitely changed the way I saw my life, both from a physical as well as an emotional perspective. How so? And congratulations on the role, by the way. Yeah. Well, due to my job, because basically because I was in the film, I got paid large sums. I was adequately compensated for my time, but it was more what the boiler room discussed that really made an impression on me. Yeah, no, we've been talking about this movie. It's it's a little creepy almost. It's like um <clears throat> like like boiler room like out like hot, 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 hot. <laughs> boiler room <laughs> like ouch like it's hot like boiling or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> ouch hot yeah, the boiler room. Yes, yeah, exactly. I love that film. Have you seen it? I, I really, I gotta say it. It ain't just a little cult class or nothing. Like this is a legitimate movie we're talking about. <laughs> well, thank you for the kind words and the flick I was in as a youngin, the boiler room certainly had an influence on my musical career. If I can be completely frank. Yeah, this is great. Honestly, just open up Jerry. <sighs> Shit. Um, so what can I ask that would be of value? Um, uh, what movies did you watch growing up? I watched animated as well as live action films growing up. Oh, nice. When you were young, I mean, not like crazy young, like an infant, but like pretty young or whatever, uh, say like nine or ten. You get it. But did you usually watch movies at home or? At say a, a movie theater. Fuck, that was a dumb question. No, no, it wasn't. And honestly, I loved going to the theater, but nowadays, due to the quarantine, I usually watch movies on my MacBook. Basically, on like a Friday night, I open up a tab of Netflix and I just chill. Uh. <laughs> 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 Uh, you said Netflix and chill. You do know what that means, right, Jerry? Uh, yeah, relax and watch Netflix. You were laughing. Why exactly, Jerry? Jerry, this is hilarious. Netflix and chill means Netflix and chill means Netflix and chill is basically uh, it's an internet slang term used as a euphemism for sex. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, right. I remember that phrase now. Netflix and chill. Right. Funny phrase. Yeah, I like phrases and words. I'm a bit of a wordsmith, if I say so myself. You are, Jay. I mean, you have a way with words. It can't be denied. Do I? Oh, thank you. By the way, so do you, Matthew. And you too, Jerry. <laughs> oh, me? Well, thanks for saying that. I think you both have a way with, well, words as well. Damn. This is a lit conversation. Oh, thanks, Jerry and Jay. That is so nice of you. But I'm honestly still curious about you watching movies. You said you usually watch movies on your MacBook. Is, is that correct? Like, as in what? You, you open up a tab of Netflix and 
right, let's just forget about the chill part for a second. <laughs> but uh, I'm just curious: is is watching movies on your MacBook as good as watching in, say, a theater, or not, or not really so much? Yes, definitely. Because on my MacBooks now, you can watch vivid images on a good screen. Yeah. And it's got like an external Bluetooth that has pretty decent sound effects and all, and all that jazz. Uh, like um, hi-fi stereo? or Yeah. I believe so, at least. How often do you watch a movie on your comp, Jerry? I watch one movie every weekend, actually. Hey, um, sorry to interrupt. Fuck, I just interrupted Jerry Paper. You fucked. All right, whatever. Um, <clears throat> hey, what's your favorite type of movie? Like, I don't know, what movie of that type do you like? And if horror, feel free to shiver while giving your answer. And um, if it's comedy, <laughs> laugh, I suppose. <laughs> my favorite type is comedy because when i watch one i feel like there are no more worries in the world <laughs> i love a movie called meet the f- <laughs> <laughs> oh um you mean meet the fuckers uh, i've been meaning to ask uh jerry was was that movie adapted from a book or or, or what was it all about, if I might ask? No, the story is just derived from funny situations in real life. And Stiller has had a hell of a life, by the way. Stiller? Um, not sure I follow. Stiller. Usually known as Ben Stiller. He's the main character, one might add. Um, where does Ben Stiller come from? Ben Stiller comes from the U.S. Okay, now be honest here. Please, Jerry, should children watch Ben Stiller's movies or nah? I don't believe so. Young children are very impressionable and it could lead them to wanting to imitate the behavior Stiller does. Like spraying the fake Jinxie's tail? Like spraying the fake Jinxie's tail, that's correct, Jay. The tail was painted and Stiller was caught in the act. What to you is the most important factor of what made this meet the fuck uh meet the f- uh the parents such a great movie in the first place? Well, primarily I believe that plot and actors are among the reasons which decide the success of any given movie. You see, I worked on an adult swim TV pilot that was almost like a short film. So I feel like I have some cred when it comes to knowing shit about movies. And I feel like the plot and Stiller's acting was what really sold me in this movie. Like, I genuinely believed Stiller was meeting the parents. If that makes any sense. Yep. Again, this is something we admire. Like, when cool stars such as Stiller do these little low-budget dealios. Totally. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I admire things of this nature. Yep. Jerry. I I like your music, and and I I love that you just do what you like to do. Like that's what makes it work. Now, the musical language that you do in your music, uh, what would you say? It's a combination of what? Like basically, uh, how do I put this? How is it you do what you do? (laughs) 
hell if I know. The songs I make usually come from shit in the deepest, darkest, downright weirdest recesses of my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Uh, So, basically, um, I wouldn't be able to recreate your tracks if I wanted to. Then. (laughs) Yeah. You probably couldn't. My mind comes up with freaky shit, especially if I was smoking at the time. You know what I mean by smoking, right? Oh, whatever. So, yeah, anyways, I like good songs, and most of the stuff I make has a certain uh, Jerry Paper quality to it. Yeah, that's what I like about it. I like the stuff you bring to the table, Jerry. I have to relax, though. I don't want to become too cocky of a rock star or anything. Like, I partied way too hard the other day. I was celebrating my productivity and basically how many songs I was coming up with. So actually, (laughs) well... (laughs) What? What is it you did exactly? (laughs) Uh, Well, I mentioned I was partying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got a tattoo. What? <laughs> what? You, you got, got a tattoo? tattoo? Kinda. It was fake one, honestly. But it felt real when the artist was applying the ink. Damn. I always forget it's actually ink that they're using. Yeah, and they use a needle. A needle? <laughs> Ouch! Oh, that shit just stings. I'm not afraid. Damn, Jerry, that's awesome. You're like fearless or whatever. I don't like tattoo needles much at all, to be honest. I used to be so afraid of tattoo parlors. I would have to cross the other side of the street to avoid them. But that faded with time. As does everything. What does? Everything. Everything what? Everything passes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. People get tattoos because they think that's going to last forever. But yeah, it's not. Yeah. You don't get to take your body with you when you go to heaven or hell. So your tat stays here and then gets vaporized, buried, or destroyed in another way. It doesn't even matter too much. Well, that may be true, but I still have my phobia of needles, okay? But all right, if I did somehow get over my phobia of needles, I have kind of a funny idea for a tat. What? You see, I'm a comedian, so I think of this stuff, okay? Um, Imagine a tattoo that says, like, no regrets, and (laughs) regrets is spelled incorrectly. (laughs) 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 now that is funny and you know what it's funny with the legalization of cannabis now in california and other states i could probably get a tattoo of a big pot leaf and i could still go on performing my music without being too affected financially 
I love that we're just entering a more progressive culture now that considers cannabis to be just an expensive, harmless plant. It's expensive? Hell yes, pot is expensive. I'm serious. Like, like, uh, what was it? Yeah, I, I think it was the other, or yesterday, or the other day, like, I paid like 75 or 80 bucks for an eighth of Blue Dream. Oh, damn, yeah. That's a very bad price you paid. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Let's let's get back to Tat Talk. <laughs> imagine if, like, okay, imagine if I got a tattoo of Squidward on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, Matthew, Jay, can you hear me? Come inside. I want to give you food now. Alan? 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 Hey, thank you, Alan, for offering us this food. Hey, listeners, I'm sorry, we have to go. Um, Hey, Alan, we'll be right there. We all appreciate it, and I'm definitely excited to go inside in a minute to Alan. Yeah, same here. To the listeners, what can I really say? Thanks for listening. You keep me motivated. You keep me engaged. Keep on being you and don't mind me. I'm just going on inside to see Alan and get fed. Peace, y'all. Peace, Peace y'all. y'all. Hey, hey, what's up, Alan? What's up, How's, it Alan? How's it going? How's it going? Uh, not much. Oh, not, not much. much. Not much. Not same much. old. Same old. Not been up to a whole lot, but not been up to a whole lot. But what have you been doing? Oh, thank you for the food, by the way. Alan, you always seem to come through for me when I'm hungry. Alan, you always seem to come through for me when I'm hungry.